What's up, guys? Welcome back to Babe in the Braids podcast. I'm Allison the Babe. And I'm Isaac the Braids. And Babe in the Braids podcast is a podcast all about relationship topics, issues, advice. Isaac is my new fiance for those oh, of you shoot. who are tuning in for the first time. We recently got engaged about two months, two or three months ago. And yeah, so we decided to start a podcast talking about our perspective on relationship issues, topics, whatever. Um, Isaac and I come from completely different backgrounds and he is interracial. I'm white. He was raised one religion. I was raised another. Um, and yeah, he was raised in Georgia. I was raised in Michigan. So we just have a lot of differences, to be honest. God, dog, what an intro. <laughs> the folks have it all now. The folks have it all. So for today's topic, we wanted to talk about kind of going through transition periods and how to nav how we've navigated that and how you guys can navigate that in your relationship. Transition periods being like job transitions. Job transitions. Life transitions. Life transitions. Well, mainly job. Moving. Um, I just feel like there are so many. Well, I mean, we can also talk on like college and doing long distance. I know we did do a long distance podcast, but we can kind of touch on, you know, just transitioning through different periods of life and remaining with the same partner. It doesn't mean you guys have to break up if one of you ends up moving to Wisconsin for a job. Um, so we can kind of touch on that because we've been together for God, it's like now six years. And so we've been through plenty of transitions. I mean, we met when we were, we met when we were 19 and now we are 25. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important to talk about, uh, definitely. Like you said, there's been a lot of transitions. Boys have been boys have been making moves. We really hit. And I feel like, um, I, I'm, honestly, the biggest transition periods in life generally happen from like the time you're 17 or 18 up until you're 30. I mean, there's just so much that happens in your 20s. And I mean, we haven't had a kid yet. We haven't even really gotten married. So we have two kids. We have a cat and a dog. But so, we can try, we can talk about all those trans and like moving in together. Those are huge transitions I feel like people worry about. So. So just to give some context, we started dating when I was at Notre Dame. She was at Michigan State. I got drafted by the Chargers, came out to the Chargers, and I've been with the Chargers ever since. But there's been transitions even within that. Um, job transitions, and we'll get into that, and just like like status transitions, practice squad, up and down, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Allie, same thing. Uh, went to Michigan State, like I said. Then went to came out to Santa Monica, Mm -hmm. then went to Irvine, and then now we move in. And in that, she's had multiple jobs and now is in a a totally new job as of recent. If you guys haven't listened to our new announcement video, you guys can go check that out. But yeah, I mean, we have just kind of been through it all. And I feel like we've been through even more transitions than the normal relationship with your job being in the NFL and the fact that we were long distance for a long time, navigating that. So I feel like we can go all the way back to college when you, I mean, our first transition was you getting drafted to the Chargers and you leaving everything that we knew. I mean, we started dating when we were both in college and you kind of made the first leap. It's just funny because you were like, basically like, what's the furthest possible team? <laughs> and then boys ended up with the Chargers. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really funny when I think back to it because I thought like maybe it'll be Ohio, you know, a nice little drive. Worst case scenario, New York, that's a flight. Um, no, he literally went to the absolute furthest team possible, Southern California. I think the biggest thing to note is just you sacrificed a lot of your fifth year in college coming to travel. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like a huge part of, of making it work. I mean, one thing that is so important in relationships is number one, being understanding of each other, but number two, sacrifices. You have to be willing to make sacrifices. And when it came to Isaac going to California, he wasn't even able to make those sacrifices because he couldn't leave on the weekend to come and see me. So it was me making sure that I had enough money to buy. I mean, obviously we would split flights, but making sure that I was, you know, pulling my end of the deal, but even going above and beyond like, Hey, um, this weekend, do you have an away game? Okay. Um, I'll come out the next week and we have a home game. And I was the one that was doing all the traveling. I wonder what changes or what would have changed if I would have chose to come out to California. Like what if we would have finished school or I would have finished school, not been going to the NFL. And I was like, I'm going to go work in California. Because I, I think I that's like it, a more realistic scenario for people. Yeah, because, I mean, not not tons of people are getting drafted to California. Yes, sir. I think, I mean, it it, it depends on every situation. But let's, let's, for the viewer's sake and the listener's sake, we can say that, like, yeah, you. what if you had gone out to a job in California? To be quite honest, I think it would, would have been a little bit easier because, well, it would have been easier and harder. Harder in the sense that you would have made that decision to leave Yeah, I me. feel like you could have potentially been like, are you seriously going to go all the way to California? Mm-hmm. But we can also look at it as, what if the Chargers offered you to be a free agent instead of the Bears? You could have easily been a free agent to the Chargers. So, to be honest, I feel like in a relationship, you just need to, like your priorities need to be not only like keeping, I think your number one priority honestly needs to be making sure the other person is happy and following their dream. You don't want somebody to have to stay in a relationship with you just because you're forcing them not to leave your state and like what you guys are comfortable in. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, excuse me. I think it varies from relationship to relationship. I think a lot of people would be pretty salty if the other person left. Like, I think if we're oversimplifying it, I think people would be like, I think I, let's just use myself. If you just dipped out to California and I was in Indiana going to school, I'd be like, you're really about to go all the way to California. You have all these other options and that's where you choose. So I think it's, but I think what you're saying is also true in that, like, the partner has to be supportive. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest Thing about if you want to make that like if I let's say Isaac did have a dream job out here and it was all his decision like he could easily take a job in Michigan or he could take a job in California I think you both need to sit down and have a realistic conversation like where do we see ourselves because making sure that you want to marry that person is very important mm-hmm. because you don't want to do two years of long distance and then realize hey this person isn't for me but I think I think we got a good example in one of my absolute best friends. So he's been dating his girlfriend for about five years now. And she went to dental school or excuse me, not dental school. She went to school to become a doctor in Ireland. And mm-hmm. he played for the Chargers at the time 
when they were kind of making that decision and they they were just very open to each other about hey like you have to chase what you're doing and I have to chase what I'm doing I want to be with you for sure mm-hmm. but you have to be able to chase chase your dreams so I think that goes back to what Ali's saying and it's a good example because you just have to be supportive and I think you're you were definitely supportive granted I didn't have a choice mm-hmm. but I mean at the end of the day when like I just feel like you just have to be so understanding in situations like that especially with long distance and the reason I say to be understanding is because you have to realize that I mean being from the age of 18 to 25 there's a huge growth period not in your relationship but in yourself I feel like I'm a completely different person and thankfully we've grown together rather than apart but I think you have to allow that other person to grow because I feel like it can be really constricting. Like when I had dated my ex-boyfriend in high school and I went to college, that we would fight over the most stupid things. Like, hey, you mm. didn't you didn't text me when you woke up. And those things can be oh. more restricting than like allowing somebody to grow and flourish with you. I mean, I definitely did that in my past relationship. Um, but what we'll do is we'll move on <laughs> because I think there's other transitions that are super important to talk about. Also, forgive our dog in the background, just... Wanting to play right now. She is just hype. So we move forward and I played for, at this point in our in the podcast. I've now been playing for the Chargers for a couple years and Allie's finishing school and she now has a decision whether to stay. A couple in, years. You had played for one season. Well, about a year. <laughs> and well, that's not true because you were you in Santa Monica? My, yeah, because we yeah. lived together last season. So you're right. A year. Yeah. So. She had the decision to go and stay in Michigan and work in Michigan with an interior design degree. Don't know how that works anyways. Or to come out to California and chase her dream. So kind of interesting because she had to make a decision to move out to California, Mm -hmm. sacrifice a lot coming to the other side of the country. And then collectively, we had to make the decision of like how that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Are you going to are you going to live with me? Like what is that going to what is that even going to look like? And and honestly, when I was looking for jobs, right when I graduated, I was looking well no, actually like a few months before I graduated, I was I started looking for jobs and there were a f- <laughs> Our dog is dripping. <laughs> she looks all innocent. Okay, okay, she's fine. Okay. So when I was about to graduate college, probably a few months out before graduation, I started looking for jobs. And at that point, I won't, I'm not going to lie. Isaac and I had like, our relationship just wasn't in the best place possible. And I think it was with a few things. One, I think Isaac was maturing a lot faster than I was because I was still in the college phase of life where he had been living on his own for a year, had a full-time job. Hella independent. Mm -hmm. So when I first started looking for jobs, I didn't really restrict my job search to just California. So I, we had a conversation um, and I had told him, hey, I've looked for a few jobs in Colorado, Texas, Arizona, just a few places that I I saw myself because I personally did not see myself living in Michigan. Isaac knew that. And I think it's very important that before you even get into a full, like, I mean, at that point we were dating two and a half years. I think you need to sit down with your significant other and discuss 
important things that you want to do in life. I never saw myself living in Michigan for the rest of my life. I always wanted to go out, explore and see what the world had to offer, whether that was in California or Colorado or a different country. Like I was just very open. And so, well, you were not about to go to another country. I totally would. If you would have been like, I want to move to Australia. I would have been like, I want to move to Australia. Like I would totally do that. Maybe. Um, but so then I made the decision to move to California and, and we, again, we had to make the decision of what that would look like. And again, in the transition period, I thought it was really important for Allie to live on her own. Not mm-hmm. that you didn't want to do that, but I was like, she needs to live on her own because she needs to feel independent mm-hmm. about everything in life. And so this is another big transition period because I was moving all the way out to California, which the only person I knew in California was Isaac, my yes, boyfriend. Sir. And so I feel like Isaac really did support me in the transition from going to college to California into a full-time job. And it might not look this like the support you would typically think. Like you would think that me moving to California, he'd immediately be like, okay, let's move in together. Um, let's start life together, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like he saw it in my, like he saw that I needed that transition of being able to live on my own and allowing me to grow. He could have totally been selfish and been like, no, I want to spend as much time with you as possible. But looking back now, me living on my own in Santa Monica, making my own friends, hanging out with work people, I just feel like it was honestly like the best six months of my life. And I feel like I grew so much. And I look at, I look at that period and I'm like, Isaac and I grew so much too. And it was so beneficial. You literally, if you would have moved right in with me, well, you, excuse me, when you went to Santa Monica, you had a roommate that you didn't know, Mm -hmm. but met her on Facebook. Shout out to her. Honestly, I fell in love with her. She's awesome. Shout out to her. But if you wouldn't have, let's assume that you just, kind of did the Irvine situation where you live by yourself. You didn't do that. Excuse me. You literally would have never lived by yourself mm-hmm. if you would have just moved straight in with me. If I went straight from college to living with my boyfriend, it honestly would have held me back a lot. And I think it would have held me back from learning about myself, pushing myself to make new friends and be outgoing and kind of go outside my comfort zone. Because when you're in a relationship for so long, I feel like you can sometimes kind of cling to the other person instead of being uncomfortable. So I think that was just huge for our relationship. I just think it's important for people to like do things like living by themselves and be independent and like. But I also, yeah, I mean. I mean, what happens if you're 40 and you're like, I don't want to be married to this person anymore. And you're like, I've never even lived by myself. And you're 40 everybody's different. I'm not, I'm not trying to tell anybody how to live their life. I just personally think that's super important to have that independence. Mm -hmm. It's just me. And And it's the best thing ever. So after living in Santa Monica for six months, Isaac and I were spending more time with each other every single day. And I was like, okay, this is like, I'm literally spending more time at his apartment because we live so far. So at that point we had lived an hour away from each other And I had some recent changes in work that made my job more flexible. So that's when I decided to transition from living in Santa Monica to Irvine, which was only a 10, 15 minute drive to where he was. And keep in mind, you mentioned it. So she's working at this point with a interior design or a staging company Mm -hmm. in LA. Yes. And so, yeah, you moved to Irvine, transition period. They're really, this, this for us was not... This was, you wanted to live by yourself, but we weren't ready to move into, or excuse me, yeah, you wanted to, you wanted to kind of transition out of the Santa Monica living with somebody, 
we knew we weren't ready to live together. So that was kind of like an intermediate stage. And I think it's okay. I, when people say they're not ready to move in together, the other person in the relationship can take that as offensive. But I think people should take it as a blessing because I think growing outside of your relationship benefits your relationship more than you know. I think moving in before you both are ready could honestly ruin your relationship because you guys For haven't sure. grown as much as you probably should. And so we both had the discussion. We both were not ready though. So that was honestly, it probably saved like an argument, but we were both just not ready. We went out to dinner and we both knew it was on the other person's mind and we both started laughing because we were like, Oh my God, thank God. Like, thank God. I'm, I just didn't know if I was ready yet. And when you move in with somebody, you want them to be like, I want you to move in now. Like I'm so excited. So it's, I, but I know it's going to be difficult for some of our listeners tuning in because not everybody is on the same wavelength and on the same page as their significant other, which can make these transition periods a lot harder. And it's where you just have to be honest with the person. I mean, you shouldn't have to move in with somebody if you don't want to. I think when you you live by yourself in Irvine for probably, what, six months? Yeah, so I, I, exactly six months because I moved there in July. Or no, a year. It was a full year. It was not a full year. Oh, no. It. I moved there. I moved to Irvine in December, and I lived there until camp August. the next year. So almost nine, eight, seven months. I don't know. So, and I think at that point we were both like, all right, we're both super ready for this. I mean, it became, it just became like, I'll sleep at your house for a couple nights. You'll sleep <laughs> at my apartment for a couple nights. And it's just, it was just dumb. Everybody knows how expensive rent is in California. So it was just, it, at that point it was like, okay, we're, because I had originally said I didn't want to move in with him until we were engaged, but I ended up making a little sacrifice and I was like, okay, we need to sit down and just have a discussion on do we both want to be engaged in the next year and make sure that we were still on the same wavelength for that? Because he could have been like, um, no, I'm thinking about getting engaged in like two years, which I probably would have been like, okay, then I don't think I want to move in with you just yet. Yeah. And I think it was just good to live together, not being engaged. Mm -hmm. I think that was good. So then we make the decision, the transition phase in the big, when we, when we say transition, we want to get into kind of the work world transition because that's really important too. But she transitions into living, we, we're living together. Mm-hmm. And I think supporting one another in that tr- transition is easier because you're literally together. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's like both of our process. So we'll kind of fast forward a little bit if you're okay with it. So during this time, we she's been working with the same staging company for a long time. Kind of like, I mean, you were probably kind of tired of it like midway through you weren't really vibing with it like you probably would have thought you would have been. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I just don't think it was the company for me. It was my first job out of college, the first real nine to five I ever had. And um, they gave me an amazing opportunity when I was so young and inexperienced. And as I was growing in my own self-growth, I had realized that the company just was not aligning with the person I wanted to become and the designer I wanted to become. And so it, I I was honestly kind of nervous telling Isaac, like, Hey, I want to quit my job because so many people think that like NFL wives don't have jobs. And it's a horrible stigma that to think that like, I would just be riding off of Isaac's money. Um, and I, I wouldn't be self ambitious, but I was worried that he was going to look at at me wanting to quit my job as like, oh, we just got engaged. She wants to quit her job and just be a stay-at-home dog mom, which 
I mean, hey, if he was like you, like I want you to do that, I'd be like maybe no, but no, um, you would. No, you I would, would be not. like, you'd be like, I want to work. Yeah, I have no idea how to do that. But um, so it it took a lot of nerve. I feel like to talk to Isaac about wanting to quit, and more specifically, what my plan was after. But I also feel like it was really important that you saw me in my worst days working for my company because I feel like it really showed you that this just was not like it affected our relationship. It affected our home life. It affected you were over it. It was. Yeah. You were super over it. It just was, it was not for me. And I think like, I think the biggest thing is like, I always say, Oh, you have to bet on yourself. I feel like when you're with somebody, especially when you're engaged, like you have to bet on them. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like I was just like, all right, well, if she wants to quit, like I'm just trusting that she's going to, whatever it is, she's going to figure it out. I mean, and I still feel that way because we're still kind of in that transition phase with, with buying the house. I mean, we'll kind of get into that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, there's a lot of trust that, that comes into that. And I feel like I also had to like know that you were a little bit nervous about me wanting to quit my job because when your significant other is like, Hey, I want to quit my job. They're like, okay, well, like, is there a plan? If there is a plan, like, how can I trust that they're going to follow through on that? So I feel like it, I definitely had to be reassuring, not just because of you, but because I wanted you to trust me more so than worry about me. Another thing too, is I told Allie, even with just YouTube, like you make income from YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was super supportive because I was like, if you want to quit and just do you chase YouTube, like the worst thing I would want is for Allie to be 40 and be like, why did I not just chase that when I was younger? So I even told her, hey, like if you want to just chase that, you can. I mean, I obviously was super stressed about it because I'm like, we're just (laughs) she's just not going to have like a full time job income. But I think it's just really important, especially when you're young to like allow each other to make mistakes with as it pertains to work Mm -hmm. and I will say I feel like our situation is a little bit different because Isaac may make more than the average 25 year old but I also do want to make a disclaimer because I already know people are going to be like oh my god it's only because you have an NFL husband or fiance I saved up so much money and I have a like I, Isaac and I had this conversation that if I did want to follow YouTube specifically, which I ended up making a different decision, but if I did want to follow YouTube, I had a year's salary worth saved up. So it would not affect our relationship more than it would have if I didn't have money saved up. So that was like definitely a huge cushion. Well, yeah, it was strategic. And we said, all right, we're going to take that salary and put that into a house. Yes. So instead of just doing YouTube. We sat, I I mean, I can't, I feel like I came to you. So Isaac has always been wanting to do new things, take on new ventures. He loves investing. Um, he's a financial advisor, which I just feel like always juices him up about different things. And so me, I always have dreamed about owning rental properties and flipping homes basically since I graduated college and even younger, like when I started my major. And so I was like, hey, I have all this money saved up. What if instead of just, hey, doing YouTube, why don't we do something that I'm passionate about and you're passionate about and just kind of start our own little company? So, yes. Well, and I would, the reason I pause (laughs) is because I do want to talk about local human and and you supporting me in that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so we just basically were like, bet, 
let's just see what happens with this. But it's very strategic. I mean, I think there's like a fine line between, hey, chase your dreams and like, hey, let's come up with like a very strategic plan mm-hmm. um, because we feel good about it. And I think with something like this, it takes both people like I'm fully invested with my time, money, efforts, everything in what she's doing. I mean, it takes both of us. It definitely does. And obviously not every every relationship is going to be like this. But when it comes down to it, I feel like you need to you need to not only bet on yourself, but bet on the person you're with. You guys need to have your visions aligned. And when it comes to taking risk, like I think taking risks can be the best thing for a person, whether it be in their job or um, in their personal life. I just think taking a risk, like moving out to California, not knowing anybody, it, it could be something like you could do it and and well, I wouldn't say you would regret it, but I could, I would say like, why not do it when you have the chance? And, and so, yeah. Well, and I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, this is the age to do it. I mean, the thing is, itchy ear. I always tell Allie, like the people that are, and we're just, now we're just talking, I don't want this to turn into like a financial podcast, but here's a little nugget for you guys. Little nugget. And this is how I operate in my life. One People are going to be like, well, he has more money, so that's not fair. My money that I make now is the money that I make now divided by a lifetime. So when you think about it that way, it's not like, it's not crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's divided by years. But what I was going to say is the people that are paid by the time they are 40, and I keep using 40 as an example, are the people that take risks when they're in their 20s. I'm 25. I already feel like I'm behind. Like I make great money now and I'm... I scheme because I'm like, I feel like we're behind. So that's another reason to support your partner. You have to give yourself the opportunity to be like financially free and have like financial freedom when you're older. And I think that's like Allie had the mindset to be like, all right, here's what I want to do. Here's my vision. And I'm like, I support you. You're helping both of us out. I mean, it's our money. Yeah. And I think even more so like not just buying the house, but also things like YouTube and the podcast and I mean, kind of indirectly TikTok. But I feel like really, <laughs> I mean, everybody says that like the top percent of millionaires or whatever, everybody has a side, not a side hustle, but they have different forms of income. So it's coming from multiple sources. And obviously I'm not, this is not a money podcast. I'm not very knowledgeable on like money and investment and all that stuff. That's kind of more Isaac's forte. But I do know that I want to be a stay-at-home mom in the future. And so why not take a huge risk now? And then down the line, I'll be able to make money from home and raise my kids and get like three more dogs and maybe a horse. (laughs) I don't know. But I think it's really important that Isaac and I were both on the same mindset of like, we both want to take risks right now. But even when you're taking risks and you both agree on it, it's still a transition and you still have to and like entrust the other person. We'll talk about kind of my transition too. So I'm, I've been in the league for four years now. I have mm-hmm. no intention of getting out of the NFL, but I'm really, I'm, well, I'm really focused on easing my post football transition. Cause it's going to come at some point. Hopefully it's a time when I choose to transition out of football and not, a forceful uh, retirement. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're doing things like the real estate. You know, obviously I invest money in other things too, but I'm also like really working to create a company called Local Human. So you guys can go check it out, Local Human. Go check it out. But I am like always scheming. 
Literally, like, if you guys never have never taken the Enneagram test, you should go and do it. But he is a three, which is the achiever. So he is am, always on top of things. Hit me up with ideas. I am always scheming. And Allie has like had, you've had to ride the wave of like Isaac scheming. And that's, Boy, have I. It's been, it's been really important. I think Allie's support type, if that's a thing is a little is a little bit more passive like you're kind of like a passive supporter like you're not going to come up to me and be like i'm so like i love what you're doing i'm so proud of it here's my suggestions i support you you're not going to say that what do you think i'm going to do whereas i will say that but ally is kind of more of like a like if i take 40 calls a day she doesn't really trip about it you're like a silent, like, oh, I'll give you your space. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll, like, if he's like, oh, I have 20 meetings on my off day, I won't even complain about it because I know it's he's doing what he loves, and it'll benefit us both in the future. And so that's that's really important, too. I do say I'm proud of you, though. Allie does not tell me that often that she's proud of my schema. <gasps> You're kidding. And this is another thing that you have to communicate. He's kidding, guys. He's kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> We can we can let the public record. You can you can say it to the to Okay, the way to call me out. Well, I guess I need to improve on my words of affirmation. It's okay. Because I do feel supported by Allie. So it's not like well, I, I, I say that, but I do feel supported. The point is you have to find ways to one, communicate with your partner why you're doing what you're doing. So I communicate with Allie. I, this could be a legit job when I'm done. Like local human, if it continues to grow and we're doing a lot of cool things, like it could be my job after football. It's not going to pay like football, but it's something that I'm passionate about and I can do for the rest I'll of my life. I'll carry us after football's done. And I'll carry the bag. I'm a team on my back. Carry the bag, literally. Um, <laughs> and so that's that's super important for the other person to realize because it makes their support easier. And then it's obviously important for her to support me. Like, okay, if Isaac's scheming on something because i trust him i i it's got to be worthwhile Mm -hmm. 100 percent. and i just think that's super super important at the end of the day when your significant other is making a huge transition or making like taking a risk or whatever it may be i feel like the number one thing is understanding and understanding support like there are so many things that are important i guess it's it's just that you just have to trust that other person and you just have to honestly just be there like be there be there for them and And support them and be allowing them to grow because if i would have been like isaac i don't want you to do local human i think you should quit it I, i don't think you should do it anymore that would have been horrible like what kind of relationship is it if one person is dictating what the other person does and it's really important to have that growth in your relationship and not only have that growth but having having somebody in the background cheering for you whether than whether, whether or not isaac thinks i actually do that i well i think i think what <laughs> she's kind of joking about it but i also I think it joking. is important to understand like how your person feels supported because that also really matters mm-hmm. like some oh, some people so might much. need time. Some people might need it. Literally, the love languages. But some people might need different things. And like, if you're gonna, if you have a partner right now, and you're randomly listening to this podcast, and you're like, I'm gonna go home, and I'm gonna make sure that they follow their dreams. You have an opportunity as their partner to uh, maximize their their chasing of this dream, or to kind of like 
hold them back in a sense. You just telling them to go chase their dreams doesn't mean anything if you're not doing anything to actually support it. Like, I'm not in love with YouTube, but, like, I'll sit here and do the podcast because I enjoy helping you and I enjoy sharing our story. And I feel like you want me to, like, ch- like you having a YouTube channel, a successful YouTube channel, is definitely one of my dreams. And so I feel like Isaac recognizes that. And he was not always that supportive. But over time, he's became so much more supportive. And he's my number one fan now. He's like, did you upload um, a vlog today? Comment. Did you upload a vlog? And whenever I'm vlogging in the background, I'm like, hey, can you take that phone call outside? He's like, oh, yeah, for sure. And so it's, it's not necessarily the fact that he's on the camera he's being od being hyper on the camera he's not filming he's not vlogging but i feel like him going and taking a phone call out in the hallway is supporting me my issue with it is i'm such a three as ali mentioned (laughs) i'm like ali you need to be scheduling out your youtube post things you need to be giving yourself (laughs) three hours a day to edit you need to be because now that she's not working i see it really i'm like that's your job here's what you need to be doing which is that's a whole nother kind of (laughs) doesn't matter but uh the point is like be an active supporter don't just be a silent supporter but be an active supporter in what your significant other's love language is you if you guys haven't read the love languages book i think it's really important honestly isaac and i are about to start reading it again i've read it without him i don't think he's read it but I think I it's just really know it. It's in my heart. I think it's really important because I am acts of service and gifts. So if Isaac sits down and films a video with me, I feel so much support. Now, if he says, Hey, I really liked your video today, I feel good about it. I feel supportive, but I don't feel as supported as if he were to film a video with me. Now, for Isaac, if I bring him home a cupcake and I'm like, Hey, great job on the local human launch versus if I bring home a handwritten note telling him how like amazing that was and how proud I am. I feel like mine is so simple. Like literally you wouldn't even have to bring a note. Literally just say, I'm so proud of you. Man, oh my God. Okay. You're making it sound like I never say stuff like that. No, now we're just, we're, we've opened it up. It's okay. I'm like, this let me man clarify. is gunning me now and everyone's going to be like, she doesn't support him. No, Allie definitely supports me. I, the thing is I make Allie do so much stuff too for me. Like, just random stuff. I'm like, well, hey, what people you- don't know is I literally was in the beginning start of Local Human and I literally was the graphic designer and I helped you so much during quarantine. I mean, you made our best selling shirt. Somebody's getting a call. Oh, my my phone is connected to the. That's funny. To the uh, Bluetooth. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. But yeah, Allie, Allie is a, <laughs> Allie is an unreal supporter unreal supporter but she like i said in a lot of ways you do it you do it in your own way which it doesn't matter because it helps it still helps the growth of like my overall goals and i feel like that's the most important thing yeah that's way more important to me because i'm a three and i'm logical i'm like whatever it takes to make this thing successful that's support mm-hmm. yeah awesome and that's that's pretty much where we're at with the transitions yeah, so we're currently going through the transition of renovating a home. We'll keep you guys updated. Um, if you guys aren't subscribed to my YouTube channel, feel free to go and subscribe and then go and follow our Instagrams and all the social media accounts, TikTok, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you guys have any um, relationship topics you guys want us to cover or advice, issues, whatever you guys want to hear from us, let us know. We're going to continue talking about relationship issues and transitions and all of that stuff. And we'll just show you guys our perspective, share our perspective on it. 
Um, and hopefully you guys can learn from us. And it'd be also if you have just random questions about like the financials, if you're listening at this point, the financials of the house. Like I would love love to do a whole breakdown for people of Ooh, Isaac's about to go. Here's what it cost, here's what it's what it's gonna cost us, whatever renovations, all that. Here's our projected returns, projected new appraisal. What do we do with that appraisal? We could go through all that for people. Man, this man wants to start a money podcast. Well, I'm just saying, like, people who are listening might be thinking, Oh, they have more money, but like what we're doing, it just depends what market you're in. Like a lot of different people can do it. Mm-hmm. 100%. So feel free to go and follow us on all of our social media accounts. Make sure you subscribe. If you guys are watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the thumbs up button. And if you are listening to the podcast, go and give us a five-star review and tell us oh, what shoot. your favorite thing about the podcast is. But with that being said, um, thank you guys so much for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Yes, sir. Bye guys. <laughs>